the Lord hears and answers prayer. Amen. Uh, I think this morning we'll go to the epistles. Uh, let's go to 1 Corinthians to get started. And we're going to look at some scripture there. And uh, <clears throat> and then pray some. First Corinthians <clears throat> chapter uh, 3. First Corinthians chapter 3, <clears throat> Paul was writing to the church at Corinth. <clears throat> and uh, how many knows the church at Corinth wasn't a perfect church that was uh, exemplary and uh, a model of uh, maturity in every aspect. Uh, in fact, uh, <clears throat> they, of all the churches, probably received... Uh, the most correction of any church <clears throat> through uh, Paul writing to them. And so uh, anyway, here in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1, he said, <clears throat> And I, brethren, <clears throat> excuse me, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal. So uh, these were uh, carnal, what would be considered carnal Christians. Uh, he said, he went on to say, even as unto babes in Christ. Sometimes people say, can a carnal Christian be saved? Well, apparently uh, the Apostle Paul thought so because he said that they were babes in Christ. So they were undeveloped and not spiritually mature, but yet they were still in Christ. Right? And uh, <clears throat> he said that uh, some of the characteristics that qualified them as being, and just, you know, uh, to just, you know, spiritual means to be spirit ruled, right? And carnal means to be flesh or body ruled. And so, uh, how many knows if you're ruled by your flesh, you're not going to walk in love, right? And if you're ruled by your flesh, you're not going to walk by faith. Uh, but if you're ruled by your spirit or your inner man, uh, then you're going to walk by faith and you're going to walk in love. And uh, so <clears throat> he said that uh, to them, he said, you're still uh, ruled by your outer man instead of your inner man, uh, the new nature that you've received from Christ. And he said, I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it. That's the meat. Neither yet now are you able. So there were some things that Paul wanted to teach them that they weren't in a position to receive yet. He said, For ye are yet carnal, for whereas, and this is what qualified uh, some of the characteristics of carnality, he said, There is among you envying and strife and division. He said, Are you not carnal and walk as men? Or other translations say as mere men, or we would say as people that are what that are not born again or not Christian. So he said some of the characteristics that identified them as being carnal was envying. How many knows envying what envying is? That's when you feel displeasure at someone else's success or blessings. 
or they got chose to do this instead of me, or uh, they got something they were believing God for before I got it, or whatever. But instead of being happy for them, uh, you don't feel uh, you feel unhappy because it wasn't you; it was them. But how many knows love is not self-seeking? Love wants other people to be blessed, to have good, to be chosen, uh, to be, you know, uh, one of the classic stories in the Word of God about envy uh, that I always think of is about uh, uh, Saul and David. You know, they sang, David has slain his... Uh, Saul has slain his thousands, David his ten thousands, and because Saul just couldn't digest the fact that they were ascribing uh, to David as having, uh, you know, killed more enemy or done better than he did. And uh, what happened? What did envy turn into? Well, envy progressed to hatred, and hatred progressed to murder, and so Saul actually then tried to kill David and take him out, which... If I can't enjoy it, then I'm going to destroy somebody else uh, so they won't enjoy it. So envy is satanic, and it is part of the flesh, and it is something that we have to stand against and resist and not yield to, right? Uh, So if another person is doing better in an area or another person is blessed uh, with talents or gifts or prosperity or whatever... Uh, then uh, we're not to envy them. We are to rejoice that they are blessed. Amen? Amen. Say it with me. I can rejoice rejoice. uh, at my neighbor's success. success. Amen. Amen. And so uh, we want other people to be blessed. And then he also mentioned strife and division. So when there's quarreling and when there's divisions, that's also... Uh, uh, indication or characteristic of carnality being present. Right? Right. But Paul said they were still in Christ, right? Right. (laughs) So uh, we can grow out of carnality into spirituality. Uh, So there should be some uh, difference between our behavior than those that are are unsaved, right? Right. He said, uh, here's some of the characteristics of that the way this worked out. He said, for while one says, uh, I am of Paul, and another, I of Apollos, are you not carnal? Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos? But ministers by whom you believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. So if a minister, uh, whether they're a prophetic minister or a pastoral minister or evangelistic minister or whoever has anything good, where did it come from? It came from God. And it's not to be credited to them. And uh, he said uh, that you're dividing by saying, I'm of this minister, I'm of that minister. He said, Who then is Paul? Who is Apollos? But ministers by whom ye believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. Emphasizing the Lord gave it. And so if the Lord gave it, that means we didn't have it of ourselves. It was given to us. Right? And it was the Lord that gave it. Uh, He said, verse 6, I have planted, that was Paul's grace, Apollos watered. 
So this is talking about Paul's evangelistic or apostolic effort in that he went and preached the word first to them. And that was called planting the seed. But then Apollos, who was a teacher, came and built upon that foundation and watered that seed. And the rest of it, this verse says, but God did what? Gave the increase. Uh, so would, so then neither is he that plants anything, neither he that waters, but God, and he repeats this, that, help me, what does God do? Gives the increase. Uh, now he that plants and he that waters are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God. He said, you are God's husbandry, King James, but actually modern translations say garden. You're God's garden or field or tillage. All of those are are newer translations. You are God's building. Uh, According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another built their own. But let every man take heed how he builds their own. For no, for other foundation can no man lay than, than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And then he talks about how that our works will be tried at the end of this life to be found if they're gold, silver, or precious stones, or wood, hay, or stubble. But I just wanted to bear out here, uh, uh, you know, I didn't want to get too heavily into the spiritual carnal thing. I just wanted to bear out that the Bible says a couple of places here that God gives the increase. So when something increases, when something grows, when something thrives, when something goes forward, uh, then it's God that's actually uh, behind that and the impetus behind that that's causing it to go forward. Amen? Uh, I think it's Psalms 115. Turn over there and we'll look at another verse that talks about God giving uh, increase. Uh, Psalms 115, uh, verse 10 says, O house of Aaron, this would be the priest. Uh, We'll back up one verse. He said, O Israel, trust in the Lord, for He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, which is the priest, trust in the Lord, He is their help and shield. Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord, He is your help and your shield. How many can say, the Lord's my help and my shield? The Lord hath been mindful of us. So how many knows that's a great truth, a promise? The Lord's been thinking about us. He's mindful of us. He will bless us. So that's He's thinking good thoughts over us to bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. Verse 14, the Lord shall increase you more and more. That's a good promise. Say that with me. The Lord is increasing me more and more. And He said you and your children. So naturally as a nation, they were growing, but the Lord was increasing them. 
And he said, You're blessed of the Lord which has made heaven and earth. So he said here, The Lord will increase you. How? <clears throat> more and more. And then, of course, over in 1 Corinthians where we just read, uh, Paul said that God had given the increase. Right? right. So God wants to increase us, Right. Now, a lot of times when people think about increase, they just think about increasing in a particular one uh, area, like, for example, financially. Well, the Lord does want us to prosper, right? He wants us to increase. But uh, we need to think about, when we think about God being the God of increase, uh, not just God, us having more, but God helping us to become more and achieve more. Right? So when I think about God being the God of increase, that's not just me having more. That's me becoming more and God using me to be a greater blessing to achieve more. Amen? Amen. And so I don't know, uh, a couple of times we've got it in our heart to pray this direction about the Lord increasing us and... uh, Uh, more and more opportunities have come our way to be a greater influence and to be a greater blessing. And so with increase on the outside and doing more, uh, somebody said changes on the outside start with changes on the inside. Right? So increase on the outside starts with increase on the inside. So if we're going to have more influence and to increase outwardly, then it's going to start inwardly. And uh, for example, if we increase in love, how many knows if you increase in love, you're going to increase in desire to be a blessing and to reach out for them. If you increase in wisdom, that means you're going to be able to handle more of the things of God in a wise way and be a better steward of it, and your fruit is going to abound more. Uh, To know God better and to increase in the knowledge of God is going to allow us to be in a position, uh, if we increase in knowing what to do and how to do it, and knowing Him personally to represent Him. Uh, So when we're talking about increase, we're talking about a number of areas. Uh, increasing in grace and increasing in strength, increasing in love, increasing in wisdom, increasing in knowledge, and increasing in resources. So, uh, you know, God is a God of increase. And so uh, we don't want to live a small life, right? We want to break out into bigger places and increase. Uh, This is uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 11. And this is out of the Message Bible. So you can just listen to it. I don't think probably anybody brought their Message Bible with them today. But uh, uh, in in 2 Corinthians 6, 11, the Message Bible uh, says, I can't tell you, this is Paul writing to the same church that we read about earlier. He said, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter the wide open spacious life. There's a wide open, spacious life, amen, in God. How many like really small, constricted stuff? <laughs> I just came back from Texas and I was in, uh, you know, on vacation. 
And one of the things that I did while I was in Texas was I visited the uh, King's Ranch uh, outside of south of Corpus Christi in Kingsville, Texas. And uh, uh, it, until just recently, was the largest ranch in the world for decades. And it's uh, uh, 800, I think, and 75,000 acres. One ranch, almost a million uh, acres. And so uh, it's not, uh, it's big enough that you don't have to rub shoulders with your neighbor. <laughs> you know, you don't, it's not definitely not an efficiency apartment type situation. There's nothing wrong with an efficiency apartment, but uh, uh, it's wide open and spacious. And, uh, you know, big horizons, and uh, I took about an hour tour of it, and we rode around, and uh, the cowboys were still on the cows working the cattle, and uh, got to see the old, you know, uh, palatial hacienda-type settlements where the people that founded it, you know, lived, and uh, some of those things. But it was wide open. And uh, Paul said to these guys, he said... uh, it's my desire for you to enter a wide open spacious life so it's God's desire he's the God of increase for us to live a wide open spacious life he said the smallness you feel comes from within you your lives aren't small but you're living them in a small way open up your lives live openly and expansively And, of course, the opposite of that, uh, the King James says, you're straightened in your own bowels. And, of course, bowels there is not adamant, uh, you know, uh, talking about our atomy, but bowels is talking about our, uh, you know, our soul and the insides of of our heart. He said so. He said open up from the inside and live openly and expansively, not constricted or narrow so uh, God wants us to have a wide open uh, life and to increase amen Amen. so uh, their hearts their minds the Corinthians uh, something had kind of constricted them but uh, God is a God of increase he wants to expand our insides give us more vision give us more love give us more knowledge give us more wisdom Amen? Uh, Cause our faith to grow. Uh, so Paul wanted them to realize that their full potential, uh, the full potential of God was available to them. So uh, in noticing how Paul prayed, this is prayer school, and how Paul prayed for the churches, a number of the epistle prayers have to do with increase. Have you noticed that? Uh, so uh, let's look at some verses of Scripture on increase, and then we're going to pray that direction. You wouldn't be opposed to us having increase in our love and our vision and our heart and all those things, right? Um, uh, Maybe go, first of all, to uh, Isaiah, and then we'll come back to Ephesians. Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40. Say it one more time with me. God is a God of increase. 
Praise God. Isaiah 40 and verse 29. Read verses 28 too. Have you not known, have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, faints not. How many knows God doesn't have a weakness problem? Neither is weary. He's not worn out. Uh, he's not old. He's not senile. Amen. Amen. <laughs> uh, there is no searching of His understanding. In other words, His wisdom and knowledge is beyond any... Uh, you know, realization. Verse 29, He gives power to the faint. And to them that have no might, He does what? He increases strength. So God is a God of increase. God can increase our strength. Amen. You know, the New Testament bears this out in epistles. It says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So God wants you strong, not weak. Amen? And that'd be strong in spirit and strong, uh, you know, to in faith. So God... Uh, increases strength to us. So one area that God can increase us in is in the area of strength. Uh, let's just make this our confession. I am, I am strong, in strong in the Lord. I am not weak, I am not weak but, strong but strong in the grace, in, grace, in, the, power, in the power, in the ability, in the ability of the Lord. God is, God is the strength of my life. I have strength to live victoriously, to overcome all opposition. I am strong, and my strength is increasing because God is increasing my strength. Amen. Hallelujah. So the next time you don't feel strong to pray or feel strong to work for the Lord, uh, thank God you can lean back on the strength of God because He's increasing our strength. Uh, go over to Ephesians 3 and we'll notice that Paul prayed the same thing for the churches. Ephesians 3. Of course, this is a classic prayer from the epistles where Paul prayed for the churches. Uh, he, here for the church at Ephesus, verse 14, he said, For this cause I bow my knees, so he's praying, right? Unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and in earth is named. And here's the first thing he prayed for them. He asks that God would grant them according to the riches of His glory to be what? Strengthened, Strengthened with might 
by His Spirit in their inner man. So the first thing that he prayed for the church at Ephesus was that God would make them stronger inside. How many knows if you're stronger inside, uh, then no matter what you encounter outside, you can overcome it. I think it's Proverbs 16 in the Amplified Bible says the strong spirit of a person will sustain them in times of bodily pain or infirmity. So if you meet tests, if you meet trials, uh, you know, who, who was it? I think it was President Eisenhower, Dwight Eisenhower that said, it's not the size of the dog in the fight, it's the size of the fight that's in the dog. <laughs> And so, if devils show up on your doorstep, or trials or tests come, or you get persecuted, or if you get attacked physically uh, in your body, or financially in your finances, or whatever comes, if you've got strength on the inside, you will stand and not cave in or succumb to it. Right? In fact, that whole passage where he says, having done all to stand, stand therefore, he starts that passage by saying, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. And so, you know, the Bible talks about faith and qualifies our faith. You know, it says Abraham was not weak in faith, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. So if your faith is strong... If you're strong of spirit, then no matter what comes your way, what kind of problems, you won't succumb or you won't give in to it. What you see, what you feel, lies that come to your mind, uh, you'll just continue to hold steadfast and go forward victoriously because you're getting your strength from God and not depending on just human strength. Amen. So Paul prayed for them that they would be strengthened in their inner man. I mean, you need strong. You need strength to stand against temptation. You need strength to pray. You need strength to do God's will. Uh, you need strength to believe God. You just need good, strong uh, strength from heaven to put you over. Amen? Amen. And of course, God is. He said He gives strength to those that are weary. Amen. So we could ask God for strength today and He would give it to us in our church, right? And uh, He goes on that Christ would dwell in our hearts by faith, uh, that we would be rooted and grounded in love, uh, and that we'd comprehend with all saints what uh, the dimensions of Christ's love is, and uh, that past this knowledge and we would be filled with the fullness of God. In fact, we're here. Let's just go ahead. Uh, would, would anybody be opposed to us praying uh, Ephesians 3 for ourselves and for the church? All right. Uh, verse 14, we'll just pray together. For this cause, we bow our knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that you would grant us, according to the riches of your glory, to be strengthened with might by your Spirit in our inner man, that Christ would dwell in our hearts by faith, that we, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, 
that we might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto Him that's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, unto Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. How many believes that the Lord heard us? I believe that we're getting strength in our inner man. Praise God. So let's say it again. I'm strong in the Lord. He's increasing my strength. Glory to God. Now you know that's a whole lot better than saying, uh, I'm just so weak. I don't think I'm going to make it. I just can't do it. This, I'm weak. No, never confess weakness. Amen? Greater is He that lives in us than he that's in the world. Amen? So God wants us to increase us in strength. Uh, Colossians 1, this is another epistle prayer. Where Paul prayed for another church. And let's look at it. Colossians 1, 9. He said, For this cause we also, since the day we heard... Do not cease to pray for you, so Paul is praying, and desiring that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will, that is, God's will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Boy, that sounds like a good thing to have, isn't it? Filled with the knowledge of His will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. In other words, you always know what the will of the Lord is. He said that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. That means everything we do pleases Him. Being fruitful or full of fruit in every good work. And doing what? Increasing. Increasing. We're talking about God being the God of increase. Here's another prayer for increase. And increasing in the knowledge of God. Could we increase in knowing God better? Uh, I don't know about you, but I know God a whole lot better than I knew Him earlier this year. But not as much as I'm going to know Him at the end of this year. (laughs) Because we're going to increase the knowledge of God as we fellowship with Him. What's the next word in the next verse? Strengthened. Sounds like something we just heard, right? Strengthened with all might according to His glorious power unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness. How many knows when you endure something long and you have to be patient, you need to be strong for that to happen? Especially to keep your joy and be full of joy in the middle of it. Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet or able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and moved us, translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son, in whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins. So here again we find another prayer for increase. God is a God of increase. Amen. So let's pray this prayer as well. Colossians 1, 9 through 14. If this was a Spirit-inspired prayer and it was good for the church at Colossians, it's good for us. Amen. Amen. All right, verse 9. For this cause, 
Since the day we heard it, we do not cease to pray for you and to desire that we might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that we might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all might, according to His glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us able meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son, in whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're increasing in knowledge and we're increasing in strength. Can you say amen? Amen. Uh, Go to another prayer in uh, Philippians. We're talking about God being a God of increase today. Not just us having more, but the Lord using us more and us becoming more and us achieving more. Because when more is done for His glory, uh, then He gets more glory. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Man, we got a great report back on this uh, missionary crusade that uh, uh, Brother uh, Peer that we underwrote for that ministry. Uh, I'll share more about it during the service. He actually made a little video and sent it to us. But 13,000 people got saved. And six new churches got started out of it. Praise God. And uh, just, you know, a lot of people got healed. Miracles happened. And uh, he personally made a little video and addressed our church. And uh, so we're going to play that this morning during the giving segment of the church. So, uh, you know, I got to thinking about that. if uh, it we it took thirty five thousand dollars to underwrite that crusade, and uh, thirteen thousand people got saved, so that's about that's a little bit less than three dollars a person for somebody to get saved. That's less than a cup of coffee. <laughs> I believe I, that's a good investment. <laughs> Amen. And that is something that the Lord increased this church for us to be able to do. I mean, we've given some missionary offerings, and we do regularly, every month, monthly support missions offerings and bless, but we've never been able to do something on that scale. And so that just happened. Uh, that crusade was finished like on the 31st of August. So that's just been a week ago. And there's 13,000 more people, according to their numbers, that are in the kingdom that came out of that crusade. <laughs> Isn't that something? That's that's God being a God. <laughs> that's being God's a God of increase. Amen. So uh, we give glory to the Lord for being able for the Lord to increase our resources so that we could uh, be a part of that as a church. And so I believe the Lord's going to open other opportunities for us, and that He's enlarging us and increasing us. Can you say Amen? Uh, Let's go ahead and uh, we'll go to... uh, Where did I tell you to go? Philippians. Philippians. We're talking about God being a God of increase and praying 
uh, for the Lord to increase us. Uh, this is Philippians chapter uh, 1 and verse 9. Verse 8 he says, uh, For God is my record how greatly I long after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. Uh, and again, bowels is used as the, the soul or the heart. Uh, verse 9, he said, And this I pray. So we're looking at these epistles. Every one of these epistles, Paul started by praying for them Amen. and giving thanks to God for them. And so for the Philippian church, he prayed a little bit different than he did to, for the Colossians or the Ephesians. He said, And this I pray that what? Your love may abound or overflow, or other translations say your love may increase. That your love may increase more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, or we would say sense, in all sense. And by that I mean S-E-N-S-E. Quickly, you know, how many knows that you've got uh, uh, sensory ability? I mean, when it comes to taste. How many can, or smell? How many can smell of something and tell if it's good or bad? Amen. How many can taste something and tell this is just not right or it is fresh and tasty? Right? And so that's natural senses. You can discriminate. You can judge. And he's saying when, you, when your love increases and you're dominated by love, then you're going to have the discrimination to know what pleases God, what doesn't please God, what's the best, what's not the best, right? right? You're just going to be able to identify and choose choices and make choices in life. You've got that discernment. And he said if your love grows, then love is going to be behind your decision making and you're going to know, like, should I say that or shouldn't I say it? And love is like, nope, don't say that because that's not going to edify them, Right? Right. It's going to hurt them. Say this. We'll see that's discernment. Right? And that makes you a greater blessing and makes you more fruitful. So if our love increases, then our discernment is going to increase. And uh, that's going to help us. We're going to know God better. And we're going to be able to know what is best in situations. And he said, verse 10, he said, if you've got that sense that love gives you, or that discrimination that love gives you, then you will approve things that are excellent. You'll make the right choices. That you may be sincere, and he said the result of you making the right choices is you're not going to be deceptive. Uh, He said you're going to be pure. You're going to be sincere. And without offense, you're not going to be offending others all the time. Or working ill all the time. Now, I know none of y'all have ever offended anybody before, so this is not applicable <laughs> to y'all. But the more we grow in the love, the, uh, the love of God, the less offensive we are and the less injurious we are. And so God wants us to be a great blessing to others and our church to be that way. Amen? Amen. Now, see, this goes back to, to, to Corinthians. The Corinthians needed some growth in this area, right? They needed not to be envious and choose to be envious. That's where the love chapter is written, 1 Corinthians 13. Uh, And the Lord was instructing them on their love increasing. And that's one way that our love increases is through knowledge of God's Word. Uh, 
but that you may approve, that you may be sincere without offense till the day of Christ, till Jesus comes back. He said, you will be filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and the praise of God. That's what I want for my life. That's what I want for this church, for us to be filled with the fruits of righteousness and for our love to increase, right? So let's pray this prayer. Praise God. Verse 9 through 11. And this we pray, that our love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment that we may approve things that are excellent, that we may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and the praise of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. One more, and that would be in the area of increase, and this is also in uh, increasing in love. That's first. Thessalonians 3.12 1 Thessalonians 3.12 This is Paul praying for the church at Thessalonica. You can't separate the knowledge of God and reading God's Word from prayer because both are fellowship. And so Paul would instruct, but he would pray, and it would be co-mingled or co-joined together. And so it's uh, important that we read the Word with the spirit of prayer and pray with the foundation of the Word. Amen? Uh, he said, verse 9, For what thanks can we render to God again for you, for all the joy wherewith we joy for your sakes before our God? In other words, what God had done in their lives caused Paul to have joy. Uh, he said, night and day, praying exceedingly. Uh, so that's praying without ceasing or praying always. That we might see your face and might perfect or add to or help along that which is lacking in your faith. Now God Himself and our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way unto you. So Paul was praying that God would send him back to them. Verse 12, And the Lord make you to increase. We're talking about God being a God of increase. And the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all, even as we do toward you. He said when that happens, when their love increases, he said to the end that he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God. How many knows if you love God, then you're going to choose a life that pleases Him. So he said, your heart is going to be unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father. And again, he mentions, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all of his saints. So again, we see God is a God of increase. Paul is praying again for an increase in their love, for their love to increase and abound toward each other and uh, toward all 
just as his love did toward them and that the results of that was they were going to be established and that they were going to be unblameable in holiness before God all the way to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Uh, This one might be a little bit trickier to pray, but we'll pray it. Amen? Uh, uh, Verse 12, or we'll start in verse 11. Now God Himself and our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ direct our way unto others, and that the Lord make us to increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all men, even as we do toward them, to the end that He may establish our hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all of His saints. So God is the God of increase, and here's three areas we've asked the Lord today to increase us in. What are they? Our strength. The stronger we are, the more we can do for His glory. Amen? And then uh, to increase in knowledge and in wisdom, uh, the more understanding we have uh, about God and uh, the wiser we are, uh, uh, the more we're able to make uh, choices and do things for God. And in here, these last two prayers, uh, we've talked about praying and increase in strength. So uh, I believe God has increased us today in strength. He said you have not because you asked not, and we've asked. So we're increasing in strength, we're increasing in wisdom and knowledge, and we're increasing in love. And if we increase inside in those things, then we're going to see things outwardly in our life and in our church also increase. Can you say amen? Praise God. Let's stand up. And you know the Bible says, in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving... Let our requests be made known to God. I believe God's heard us, so let's give thanks. Father, we do thank You that You're a God of increase, that You're a God of expansion. We thank You, Father God, that our love is increasing, that our wisdom and knowledge of You is increasing, that our strength is increasing. And so, Father, we give You the glory and honor and praise that uh, that. Paul may plant it, Apollos may water it, but it's you that causes increase. And we thank you that you're increasing this church. You're increasing and expanding us inside so that there's increase on the outside for your glory. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You know, sometimes people say to one another, I was reminded there about God getting a God being the God of increase. Paul planted in the Paulus water. Sometimes people will say, Well, I grew a garden this year. Well, you really didn't grow a garden. <laughs> you may have planted the seed and you may have watered the seed. But if anything grew, it was the Lord's sunshine, the Lord's soil, the Lord's seed. Amen. And it was the Lord that caused it to increase and grow. And so we want to give glory to God that He is the God of increase. Amen. Amen. Any good thing that has uh, prospered or expanded or increased in our life personally, spiritually, or in any other way, the Lord is behind it because He is the God of growth and increase. All right, God bless you. Thanks for coming and praying today. This message has been brought to you by Faith Builders Family Church. To learn more, please visit our website, www. 
www.faithbuilderschurch.net.